You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today's going to be real simple, real straightforward. Um, We're going to go through the list of guys that we drafted. We're going to look at some of the metrics and um, the deeper stats, whatever that means. Then we're going to take a break. Then after the break, we're going to look at some of the undrafted free agents and, um, you know, get to know those guys. Then we're done. But then there's also this. Hey, Pat, you're still awake? Yeah. Are you sleeping in your uniform? No. I'm new here. Why would I do that? That's what we do here. Hey, don't worry. I got an extra one. I want number two. I want my own number. You don't say that. I hate you. Well, get you your own jersey in the morning. Just relax. Okay, but I still hate you. That was Mason Crosby and uh, Pat O'Donnell being complete idiots, and I loved it. Anyways, um, anyways, why don't we get started? Uh, we did hit on the first couple picks several times, but I want to go through it anyways, because we can. Um, I want to start over here with the uh, SIS. I don't have that fun little subscription we talked about yet, but uh, they still have their draft guide up, um, their draft website thing, whatever. And so just poking around at that, looking at Mr. Quay Walker, who was our first pick, as you may remember. Some people, I believe, are still upset about it. That's okay. Trying to find a couple areas in which he um, was actually quite high. Surprisingly, one of them, well, not surprisingly to some people, but I think um, this is not necessarily what he's most known for. His deserved catch rate, and this is out of, what is it, out of 19 guys, is 7th. Not surprisingly, he ranks quite high in terms of tackle metrics. So broken tackle percentage, he's tied for second with only 3% of his tackles getting broken. Um, He's tied for seventh in missed tackle percentage at only 4%. Broken plus missed tackle percentage tied for fourth, 7%. Another area, and I think some other people have alluded to this, but I wasn't quite aware of this, I guess, um, pass rushing. He was rated as the well, it says sixth best, but really technically it's tied for second because there were five guys that had a 99 overall grade per pass rush. He had a 98 overall grade per pass rush. But actually it was the utilization that was kind of interesting to me, and I wonder if that's part of the reason the Packers liked it or if it really was just the other stuff that they liked. But um, the two most blitzed linebackers were Jack Sanborn and Leo Chennault out of Wisconsin. So you remove the Wisconsin guys, and the number one most blitzed linebacker in this draft class was Quay Walker. They sent him on blitzes 28% of the time, which is really a staggeringly high number. Nearly one in three times on a passing play, he's blitzing. 
As far as my big board that has all these metrics on it, um, as I mentioned, the only one he's really high at, well, number one would be um, tackling. The missed tackle percentage, he was number one, as I said. Also, his RAS ranked eighth, which um, doesn't seem super impressive, but I had 59 linebackers, and that's obviously a 9.62. So anything in the top 10 is pretty impressive. But um, otherwise, he's pretty middle of the pack in just about every metric here. That tackling, by the way, not really surprisingly, but it extends to um, passing plays. I took a a look at pass play tackling. His missed tackling on pass plays is the lowest, aside from people that had zero. He was next in line with 3.1%, which is the lowest of anybody that actually has a stat. C.J. Avery would be next at 3.8%. So, again, I mean, the, the... There is zero question this guy is an elite, elite tackler. I can't really find him top-notch in a lot of other categories, but that's 100% his thing. One of the few other uh, metrics that was actually surprisingly high, though, um, general coverage metrics, not super great, but in the slot, snaps per target, he ranks 17th. He's tied for 17th. Nine snaps per target, and this is out of... Uh, about 140 linebackers. Snaps per reception, 18th. Uh, 13.5 snaps in the slot per reception. That is to say, he can be in the slot about 14 times before the wide receiver is going to catch one pass on him. So found that pretty interesting and uh, something to keep an eye on in terms of maybe an additional usage for the young man. Not something they're going to want to do a lot, but the fact that he can do it, that they're not afraid to kind of man him up and let him run out there in the slot with the tight end or the running back that he's going to be covering. Anyways, miss, moving on to Mr. Devontae Wyatt. Um, I've already said he was the number one defensive tackle on my um, big board, which means as far as the metrics are concerned, he's the top guy. Mr. Jonathan Ford, I had ranked 51st, and this is out of uh, 61. So, you know, whatever that's worth. Overall defensive grade via PFF, Devontae Wyatt, number one. Might as well just do Jonathan Ford because he's on my sheet here. 58th. Run defense, Devontae Wyatt was 8th, Jonathan Ford 45th. Pass rush grade, Devontae Wyatt 6th, Ford 52nd. Missed tackle grade, Devontae Wyatt 26th, Jonathan Ford 3rd. Packers love those good tacklers, man. Which I like, I've been saying for a long time, it's hard to find a really good defense that isn't one of the best tackling defenses. Like if you're the number one defense, you're probably the number one tackling defense. Just fundamentally sound and really good defense just kind of go hand in hand. Pressure percentage, Devontae Wyatt 13th, Jonathan Ford 50th. Win percentage, Devontae Wyatt 17th, Jonathan Ford 48th. Stop grade, Devontae Wyatt 4th, Jonathan Ford 46th. I think the biggest thing with Devontae Wyatt, and I've already said this, but it's worth repeating, um, very underrated run defender. I think he's primarily known for his athleticism, so the biggest thing most people associate with is his ability to get up the field and get after the quarterback, Um, but don't sleep on his run defense ability. And then average depth of uh, tackle, I think I was saying target before, I meant tackle, Uh, Devontae Wyatt 13th, Jonathan Ford 22nd. And then if you look at RAS, Devontae Wyatt 3rd with his 9.58, Jonathan Ford is 49th with his 3.55. Continuing with Devontae Wyatt, looking at um, the SIS metrics, he is one of three players that has a perfect 99 on total points rating per play. So total points is just their proprietary metric that is, I guess you can call it like a PFF grade. They gave three guys an overall grade of 99, Federian Mathis, Jaden Peavy, and Devontae Wyatt. 
Um, he also is number one, tied with Jaden Peavy, uh, with hand-on-ball percentage, which is just percentage of plays where the player got their, the defender got their hand on the ball includes breaking up a pass, intercepting a pass, as well as forcing or recovering a fumble, 1.2%. Only three players are at 1% or more. Um, points per pass rush, he ranked eighth. He was fourth in pressure rate at 10%, fourth in pressure rate plus or minus, which is what percentage of, of plays above expected did you get a pressure? He was at 4.5% above expected, which again was fourth. True pressure rate, which again is very similar to what PFF has, which is kind of just removing all the nonsense. Their way of phrasing it, pressure rate that isolates straight drop back, which are more likely to be similar across situations. They have him at 12%. He ranks fourth in that category. My man Curtis Brooks is number one. But then run defense, again, I think he ranks even higher. Total points rating per run snap, number one, Devontae Wyatt. Tied with Jaden Peavy, but still number one. Total run defense points per game, Devontae Wyatt ranks fourth, 1.5. Adjusted tackle depth, he ranks fifth. Forced bounce rate, he actually ranks fifth which again is a fun metric, basically means anytime the running back is trying to run where you are, he's got to bail and and bounce it outside. 48% of the time you try to run at Devontae White, you're going to have to find your plan B. Heading over to PFF and some of their stuff, if you look just at highest graded defensive players, Devontae Wyatt's number one. Neil Farrell Jr.'s number two at an 89.8. He's got a 90.3, just overall defensive grade, highest graded defensive tackle in college football, looking at defensive tackles from 2022. Pass rush grade, as far as true pass sets, he ranks fourth, uh, 86 overall grade. He had 16 pressures on 92 attempts, including two sacks, five hits, nine hurries. I think a lot of people are probably would be turned off by the lack of sack production. Overall, just four sacks on the season, two of them as far as this true pass set thing. But again, overall pressures in um, those isolated situations was 17%. Run defense grades, he ranks sixth. And I think I mentioned this before. The exciting thing about Devontae Wyatt and his run defense grade is if you look at the guys that are ahead of him, you've got guys like Neil Farrell Jr., 6'4", 330 pounds. Travis Jones, 6'4", 325 pound nose tackle. Jordan Davis, 6'3", 341 pounds. Even Jacob Slade is 6'4", 315. The only guy that's about his size that's actually a, has a slightly higher grade is uh, Kalia Davis, 6'3", 302. So he's basically, if you remove the nose tackles from the equation, he's, I don't know, second, third, but an 84.3 overall run defense grade. Stop percentage, he's fifth, 11.5%. Again, that's a tackle that's a negative play for the offense. Similar guys, Curtis Brooks, Kayshawn Camp, Jordan Davis, Jacob Slade are the only guys that are higher. Christian Watson isn't going to show up on this SIS thing because I don't think they have that um, school on their draft guide or whatever. So looking at my big board overall, he ranked 7th. Overall, PFF offensive grade, he was 7th. Receiving grade, 8th. Yards per reception was 6th with uh, 18.6 yards per reception. Um, Interestingly enough, Samori Toure was one of the only guys that was higher. Otherwise, Jamison Williams, Javante Payton, Braylon Sanders, and Isaiah Weston. It's kind of funny because you look at um, Romeo Dobbs and and the thought is, well, he can also kind of stretch the field. Apparently, Samori Toure, somebody else to keep an eye on with that yards per reception metric. Um, He ranks ninth in yards after the catch per reception. This is, by the way, out of 66 wide receivers. So being top 10 in just about every metric we've talked about, actually literally every metric we've talked about is pretty impressive. 
Um, in my opinion, one of the best metrics for wide receivers yards per route route run. And granted, um, this level of competition does come into play here, but he's number one here. Traylon Burks is in second place, 3.57 yards per route run. Christian Watson, 4.33. Every single time this guy runs a route, he's averaging over four yards. Um, as we all know, one of the worst metrics that he has, he ranks 56th in drop percentage. Um, and again, as was pointed out on the stream, he wasn't thrown to as much. So as a percentage, you know, if you drop two passes, whereas if you're, you know, a high volume guy, that doesn't mean anything. If you're Christian Watson, it means more. I don't know, maybe, but uh, 10.4% is, is kind of rough. In terms of contested catch rate, he ranks 33rd with uh, 50%. Romeo is our best guy in that category, ranking 12th. I know I should wait till we get there. I can't help myself. Missed tackles forced. He doesn't really grade very well. In fact, none of our guys do. Christian Watson, 35th. Romeo Dubs, uh, Dobbs, 39th. And Samori Ture, 45th. Missed tackles forced. Um, not exactly tops. Uh, passer rating, Christian Watson is 4th with 143, I believe, right? Well, 142.9 passer rating when targeted. And then as far as RAS, Mr. Christian Watson, number one overall. So, And actually, I may just do all of them at once just because I don't want to have to <laughs> go back and do all this again. So just real quick, overall offensive grade, as I said, Watson was 7th. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, I'm, that just breaks my brain every time. 20th, Samori Ture, 22nd. Receiving grade, uh, Dobbs 21st, Samori Ture 22nd. Yards per reception, Ture is uh, one spot ahead of him. As I said, Romeo Dobbs 33rd. Yards after the catch, Watson 9th, Ture 13th, Dobbs 56th. Yards per route run, Watson number one, Ture 15, Dobbs 33rd. Drops, Ture is the top guy, 13th, Dobbs 21st, Watson 56th. Contested catch, Dobbs is number one uh, with 60%. Watson, as I said, was 50%. Toure is 37.5%. So I think, well, let's look at passer rating real quick here. Passer rating, Watson is fourth. Dobbs is 10th at 130.6. Obviously still really solid. Samori Toure, 114.1. So all these are still really high. Pretty much the entire class is above 100 um, as far as the PFF grades, everybody's going to seem a little bit lower because I have to add FCS into this. So that's going to give us a huge sample size. Um, speaking of deep passing, I wanted to look at this a little bit. Um, target percentage passes beyond 20 yards. And, and again, this might surprise some people. Christian Watson actually ranks 88th out of uh, two, well, out of more, what is the total number here? Go to the next page. Out of 227th, um, obviously he's a deep threat, but he was only utilized in that way 27.4% of his targets. Romeo Dobbs, 123rd, only 22.7%. Toure, on the other hand, again, underrated aspect of his game here, 34.7%. He ranked 32nd out of over 200 wide receivers. Um, 30, over one-third of his... Targets were beyond 20 yards. In fact, of all these guys, Samori Ture was 11th in just total yards uh, as far as 20 or more yards downfield. He had 552 yards 
uh, 42.5 yards per reception and four touchdowns on 20 plus yard passes. In terms of his deep passing grade, he had a 99.6. Now, everybody's got a pretty high grade. In fact, there are uh, 14 guys that have a 99.9 overall grade. He is not one of them, but he's right there after it. Uh, he's two spots below that at a 99.6. Christian Watson, not too far behind, 26th overall with a 98.2. He had 395 yards, 49.4 yards per reception and four touchdowns. And Romeo Dobbs, 19th. So all three of these guys actually rank extremely high as far as just how good they are down the field. They rank 16th, 19th, and 26th as far as their receiving grades on deep passes out of, what did I say, 230-some-odd guys. But um, Dobbs, 12 of 25, uh, 444 yards, 37 yards per reception, and eight touchdowns. Yards per route run on deep passes, um, 10th highest was Christian Watson, 23.24 yards per route run, which is actually kind of cool because if you think about it, you're catching the pass at least 20 yards down the field, but it's per route run. So if you run a deep route five times and catch one 20-yard pass, what's your yards per route run? It's four. So if you're at or above 20, essentially, whenever you run a 20-yard route on average, you're getting about 20 yards, or, or I should say a deep route or whatever. Um, not super far behind. Again, Samori Toure, 21.23. And then Dobbs, again, 41st doesn't seem too impressive, but out of as many guys as there are, 17.76 yards per route run. So again, all three of these guys, very, very impressive deep threats. Even if they're not known as as big speedsters, this is where all three of them absolutely shine. Um, Of the three guys, um, Samori Ture is the slot guy of the bunch. In fact, Christian Watson and uh, Romeo Dobbs don't even appear on this list when you factor out guys that don't get enough snaps. But Toure was 68% in the slot. As a slot receiver, he had a 79.9 overall grade, which is 24th out of 102 wide receivers. Second highest yards per reception of a slot receiver was Samore Toure, 22.1 yards per reception. Yards after the catch per reception, he's third. He ranks 15th in yards per route run out of the slot. As far as his hands, he ranks 10th. Again, this is just out of the slot. doesn't really matter. We've got the full metric, but still, got good hands. And then passer rating out of the slot, 11th, 126.1. Um, and then finally, for wide receiver, they've got the man versus zone thing, which is kind of fun to look at. I don't know why Christian Watson isn't on here. Maybe they don't have these metrics for FCS. I'm not entirely sure. But Samore Toure is the third highest graded receiver out of 103 against man coverage, 88.3 overall grade. He was um, 13 of 19, caught 68.4% of the passes thrown to him for 253 yards, 19.5 yards per reception, and two touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs against man coverage was 34th, um, 19 of 23, 82.6% of the passes. uh, He caught 251 yards, 13.2 yards per reception and four touchdowns. Against zone coverage, Romeo Dobbs was 28th with a 77.9 overall grade, 46 of 65 for 643 yards and six touchdowns. Toure against zone, 42nd with a 74.1 overall grade, um, 27 of 48, 531 yards, 19.7 yards per reception and two touchdowns. 
Therese is just, a, he's kind of an intriguing guy. Seems like a very unique, I mean, fairly large for a slot guy at like, what, six foot 190? Not elite speed of any kind, but real good against man coverage and a deep threat out of the slot. It's just kind of, I don't know, interesting. Anyways, next we might as well look at all the offensive linemen, Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, and Rasheed Walker, since they're all kind of in a list. I don't know if I can do that with SIS because it depends how they cut them up. But let's take a look at the tackles, shall we? Oh, good. They did put them all as tackles. All right. So total points, which again is their metric per play. Zach Tom, second on their list with a 95 overall. Sean Ryan, 16th. Rasheed Walker, 22nd. So to be clear, and I, I know a lot of people love Rasheed Walker and all that. That's awesome. I'm excited about him. But, you know, when I was looking at him on my particular big board, my sheet, which we'll get to in a second, um, he was, I mean, he's nearly dead last in just about every metric. And SIS has the same thing. Maybe he just had a bad year, and this is all based on last year. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying it, it wasn't surprising to me, the fact that he was as low as he was. Um, overall blown block percentage. Relatively self-explanatory. Zach Tom, number one, 0.5% blown block percentage. Sean Ryan was 10th with 1.3%. Uh, Rashid Walker was dead last, 2.8% blown block percentage. Holding penalties, Sean Ryan 12th with two. Rashid Walker tied with, with him two. Also, Zach Tom 17th with three. Really, nobody's very high with this metric, aside from Charles Cross with seven and Tyler Smith with 12. Otherwise, it's 0, 1, 2, 3, 4. Um, total career games started. Zach Tom is 7th with 37 career starts. Rashid Walker is 11th with 32 and Sean Ryan 31. So they're all pretty similar in that range. Pass blocking total points per pass block. Zach Tom tied for 6th with a 96. Sean Ryan is 13th with a 91. Rashid Walker is 19th with an 82. Um, pass blown block percentage. Zach Tom still number 1, 0.7% of the time. Sean Ryan is 11th with 1.7. Rashid Walker is 20th with 3%. Run blocking, total points per run block. Nick Fire, number one. Zach Tom, number two. So, I mean, the guy is just a really, really good pass blocker. He's still the second highest graded, according to SIS, a run blocker in this group. I, I told you, man, I, as soon as I did the SIS thing, Zach Tom was my guy. I'm so excited we have him. Um, Sean Ryan is actually 16th. That's kind of what he's known for. He's the big bruising run blocker, but he ranks 16th with a 76. Rashid Walker, dead last, 24th with a 55-point grading thing. I don't know. Blown block percentage for run blocking, Zach Tom, number one, 0.2% blown blocks on run blocking. Sean Ryan is ninth at 1%. Rashid Walker, dead last, 2.6%. Run behind percentage, which is just what percentage of the time do they design runs to just run right behind you because you're the stud on the offensive line, presumably. Uh, Sean Ryan, 14th, 27%. Zach Tom, 21st, 24%. Where the heck did Walker go? Oh, there he is. Oh, he's tied with uh, Sean Ryan. 14th, 27%. Bounce percentage, which is one of my new favorite defensive and offensive uh, metrics. Again, what percentage of the time did the running back have to bail and go to plan B? Sean Ryan was 8th, 21%. So you want a low metric here, right? You don't want the running back to have to bail when he's trying to run through the hole that you're supposedly providing. Sean Ryan, only 21% of the time. Rasheed Walker, 24% of the time. Zach Tom was dead last in this metric, 36% of the time. Yards before contact to their gap per attempt. 
So again, relatively self-explanatory, but if they're running through your hole, how far can they go before somebody touches them? Sean Ryan, ninth, three yards. Zach Tom, 16th, 2.4 yards. Rashid Walker, dead last, uh, 1.1 yards. And then finally, positive percentage when run behind. So what percentage of the time was it a positive play when they ran behind you? Zach Tom, 7th, 51%. Sean Ryan, 45%, ranked 13th. Rashid Walker, 22nd, 39%. And bear in mind, this is all of them being compared with all the tackles in this class because that's what they played in college, so that's what they did here. It's not exactly how everybody else, I mean, that's how PFF will have it. That's not exactly how I have it on my board here, but um, looking at my board at the offensive tackle board, so that's just going to be Rashid Walker. Um, real quick, quick running through it. Offensive grade overall, 42nd out of 45. Again, nearly dead last with a, uh, he had a 60 overall grade. 3.7 out of 10 is what that amounts to. Pass blocking grade, he ranked 36th. Run blocking grade, 42nd out of 45, nearly dead last. Pressure grade, which is pressures allowed, he ranked 36th. Sack grade, 32nd. Pass blocking efficiency, 39th. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I mean, if people watch him and they like him or whatever, that's great. But um, again, not surprised he was a seventh round pick. But let's switch over to interior offensive linemen. As far as my overall grades, Zach Tom was number two behind Tyler Linderbaum. Sean Ryan was sixth. So both of these guys were pretty high um, on the old board. Offensive grade overall, Zach Tom seventh, Sean Ryan ninth. Pass blocking grade, Zach Tom third, Sean Ryan 15th. Run blocking grade, Sean Ryan 5th, Zach Tom 16th. Pressure grade, uh, Zach Tom 24th, Sean Ryan 31st. But then, of course, as far as RAS, they both rank relatively high. Zach Tom was 5th, Sean Ryan 19th. 19th doesn't seem super high, but it's still an 8.16. So um, if we just look at actual statistics here, Zach Tom, by the way, number one pass blocking grade. I know I said he wasn't number one here, but that's the difference between um, looking at pass blocking efficiency and just overall PFF grade. But anyways, not getting in the weeds on that. He allowed three sacks, two hits, eight hurries, 13 total pressures. He played 1,055 snaps at left tackle, seven at right tackle, two of them at basically tight end. This was just this past year, not career stats. Sean Ryan allowed one sack, three hits, nine hurries, 13 total pressures. Um, He played 776 snaps at left tackle, one at left guard, two at right guard, and 82 as, um, you know, extra man on the line. And then Rasheed Walker, four sacks, three hits, 19 hurries, 26 total pressures, 727 snaps at left tackle, two at left guard, and that was it for this year. Um, real quick, looking at the um, run blocking as far as scheme fit, uh, zone versus gap, Sean Ryan being the first guy that we drafted, we might as well look at him. He's actually more of that, again, gap blocking type of guy, which is where you get more of that power type stuff. Um, it is kind of interesting, though, that they went that direction. Only 32% zone, 61.6% gap blocking. And he does grade higher in that than zone blocking, although the zone blocking is fine. 76.7 overall grade, 818 gap blocking. So, I mean, he, he really just is that, that power, which again, just gets me excited. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. So, but it'll be interesting to see how he acclimates to what the Packers do. Um, interestingly enough, Zach Tom, similar, um, actually slightly more gap blocking, 48% compared to 47% zone blocking. Um, but the grades are almost identical. I guess the stats are almost identical too, but 75.7 overall blocking, run blocking grade in zone, 74.8 
blocking, run blocking grade in while gap blocking. I don't know why that was so hard to say, but it was. Rashid Walker, on the other hand, though, is a more zone blocker. He is a higher graded zone blocker, so he fits the scheme a little bit more. Not to say he's necessarily good, but nearly 60% of the time he was zone blocking. 34% was gap blocking. 61 overall zone blocking grade, 57 gap blocking grade. So he's certainly a, a scheme fit there. But uh, with the wide receivers and offensive linemen out of the way, that only leaves a couple guys left. Uh, we'll drop down to Kingsley Inegbare, 13th ranked uh, pass rusher on my board out of 47. Overall PFF grade, he ranked 8th, which is really impressive, obviously. Run defense grade, he's down to 33rd, which I don't think too many people would argue with. That's not necessarily his strength. His grade was a 68 overall. Pass rush grade, he ranks 21st. Missed tackle grade, 18th. Pressure percentage, he's 4th. Sack percentage, 41st. So there's a big discrepancy there. Very disruptive, but didn't nearly get to the quarterback as much. Pass rush productivity, which kind of just takes it all into account, is 8th. Win percentage, as I said, is his his highest, which is just beating the guy in front of you. He's second behind Alex Wright. So, I mean, he in a one-on-one mano-a-mano battle with a tackle, this dude is freakish. Uh, stop grade, 36th. His RAS ranked 35th. And we already went over his overall stats, so there you go. Looking at SIS, they had him as far as their total points rating, 23rd out of 32, so they weren't super high on him. Hand on ball percentage, 13%. Um, holds drawn though, which is fun because again, what did I just say over here is win percentage is real high. He beats that tackle in front of him a ton. Second highest hold percentage. Jermaine Johnson is number one and Jermaine Johnson is another guy that's just kind of a a violent, monstrous beast. This guy gets held a lot, which I will take that. Um, Total points per pass rush. He technically ties for number one, but half the group ties for number one. There's 10 guys with a 99. He's one of them. Sack rate, again, not very high. He ranks 23rd. Pass deflections per game, he ranks 8th at 0.2. Pressures is kind of, again, where he shines. He's 4th overall in pressure rate at 17%. Pressure rate plus or minus, so above or below expectations, 6% higher than expected. Just to put some of this in perspective, if you look at pressure rate, for example, he's tied with Aiden Hutchinson. He's ahead of guys like George Karloftis, David Ajabo, Arnold Ebukadi. If you look at pressure rate plus or minus, he is um, ahead of David Ajabo, MyJ Sanders, Cam Thomas, uh, Sam Williams, Nick Benito, Drake Jackson, Arnold Ebicady, Jermaine Johnson. So, I mean, you look at it and go fifth, well, that's pretty good. I wish it was number one. We got him in the sixth round, and he's just kind of hanging out with guys like Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, et cetera, et cetera. Quick pressure rate, which is um, how often do you get a pressure in 2.5 seconds or less? He ranks eighth. 6% of the time, he gets there that fast. That is tied with uh, George Karloftis and Sam Williams. True pressure rate, 20%. Alex Wright and Nick Benito are the only ones that are higher. He's tied with my Jay Sanders, who's a uh, pass rush specialist. It's 1% higher than Kayvon Thibodeau, 2% higher than Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, run defense and tackling, again, nobody's going to mistake him for being dominant in this category out of 32. Um Points rating per run snap, 26th out of 32. Adjusted tackle depth, 24th. Tackles for a loss per game, 27th. Forced bounce rate, 22nd. Uh, Broken plus missed tackle percentage is 8th. So that's a different thing. That's, I mean, you're not super great at this, but when when he gets his hands on you, it's pretty solid. He ranks 8th overall as far as tackle percentage. So he's not missing tackles. He's just not always necessarily where he needs to be, which I guess 
is functionally the exact same thing. Did you bring the guy down when you should have? But whatever, he's at least a good tackler. Switching over to PFF again, we covered a lot of this on my big board already, but I guess we might as well look at some of his actual stats here. Kingsley Inigbare, um, 257 pass rush attempts, 45 pressures, four sacks, 16 hits, 25 hurries, which is, you know, again, pretty wild. We're looking at trying to get to about 10%, 257 attempts. We're, we're hoping he can get about 26 at least pressures. He had 45. Looking at Mr. Tariq Carpenter, um, again, SIS didn't have him either. He didn't quite make their board, so we can't look at him there. And I actually didn't even have him on my board, which is somewhat surprising, which means he didn't uh, make like the top 500-ish as far as prospects, because I just basically copy and pasted the entire consensus big board. But we can't find him on PFF, obviously, because we can find everything on there. Um, Overall defensive grades for safeties... Out of 179, he ranked 164th. So there's, there's that. Run defense grade, however, for our potential linebacker, um, he ranked 73rd. So all things considered, not terrible. 67.5 overall grade. And then tackling, which is the theme of this draft class, 42nd. So if he has one quality that is uh, quite high, I guess you could say, it's tackling. 43rd in missed tackle percentage, only missed 11, well, only seems relatively high, but missed 11.1%. Unfortunately, had the 10th highest passer rating when targeted, uh, 137.3, 27 targets, 18 receptions, 66.7% reception rate, 260 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, one pass breakup. Again, I'm leaning pretty heavily toward um, him being a linebacker and not so much a safety. And actually, as somebody pointed out to me yesterday, let me find out who that, that was Josh. So Josh reached out to me and he's like, interestingly enough, doesn't he kind of fit the mold of exactly what kind of linebackers we like? In other words, he is, uh, built like Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. So expect him to start as a linebacker, as a guy that is a, that is really big, six foot three, two thirty. not very good in coverage, especially compared to safety but is a very good tackler. I mean, let's just call it what it is. The dude's a linebacker. Then we move on to Mr. Jonathan Ford. I kind of talked about him already as far as my big board, so I don't need to do that. SIS actually differentiates between defensive tackle and nose tackle, so he's in his own category. But keep in mind, because some of these are going to sound like he's ranked really, really high, there's only 10 guys. There's 10 nose tackles that we're comparing to. Um, Total points per play, Ford is 7th. And remember, like 99 is not out of the question. 90s is basically good. After that, not quite as good. His grade was actually a 74 or so. But to be fair, Travis Jones was a 74. So there you go. Uh, hand on ball percentage, he's tied for six with zero. Holds drawn, eighth, only one. Pass rush, C ranked eighth, 62 overall grade. Sacks per game, eighth with zero. Pass deflections per game, eighth, or tied for six with zero. Uh, pressure rate, he's tied for eighth, 3%. Pressure rate plus or minus, so above or below expected, negative 2.4%. True pressure rate, 5%. Quick pressure rate, he actually tied for third, 2%. Um, the highest being three, the lowest being zero. So there you go, <laughs> something. Uh, run defense and tackling, he ranked sixth as far as his overall grade with an 88, which is relatively high. Three guys had 99, John Ridgeway 95, Dion Noble 90, him 88. Adjusted tackle depth, he ranked third, so that's pretty good. Tackles for loss per game, he ranked eighth. Total 
Uh, forced bounce rate. This is the one area in which, again, I love this metric. He's actually number one, 53% of the time. I mean, this, this, this is what he is. He's a big dude that gets in the way. He's not really great at anything else, but he's a big dude that's really good at getting in the way. 53% of the time when they tried to run at Jonathan Ford, they had to go to plan B. He's the only one above 50%. Uh, Tyree Stevenson, 48%. DJ Davidson, 47 You got to go all the way down to Travis Jones at 39% as far as guys that you're actually familiar with. Neil Farrell, a pure nose tackle, 35%. Jordan Davis was only 30%. This dude is 53%. Um, also broken plus missed tackle percentage, 0%. He was number one tied for number one with 0%. Zero broken tackles, zero missed tackles. So again, he's going to get in the way. You're not going to run through his gap. And if you try to, he will bring you down. So I'm fine with that. I mean, seventh round, you can do that basically perfectly. That works for me, man. You go out on fourth and two works for me. we got a pass rusher that goes out on third and 10. And when it's, uh, you know, when they when they gain eight yards on third and ten, we run Jonathan Ford out there. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that because we're kind of running out of time here, and I want to be able to get to our undrafted free agents. Don't forget to uh, check out Drew, pinned to the top of my uh, Twitter. Drew is trying to get help getting his seizure service dog. I've also got my GoFundMe over on the Facebook group, pinned to the top, if you wouldn't mind helping out there. Otherwise, A Modern Frontiers, where you can buy all your meat. Use promo code MEATPACKER, one word, all caps, get $25 off your order. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So as of right now, um, the list of undrafted free agents that we have brought in are as follows. Um, Indiana offensive tackle Caleb Jones, um, UCF offensive lineman Cole Schneider, Iowa running back Tyler Goodson, Louisiana defensive end Chauncey Manick, Missouri defensive tackle Akil Byers, 
Baylor cornerback Raleigh Texada, Oregon running back B.J. Baylor, Utah defensive tackle Hati Patuta, rookie tryout, whatever that means, Grandview wide receiver Anthony Turner. I'm kind of curious, actually, what that means. Let's see if I can find out. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Penn State linebacker Ellis Brooks, Wisconsin wide receiver Danny Davis, Missouri wide receiver Kiki Chisholm, Oklahoma State safety Trey Sterling, Texas A&M offensive lineman Jahir Johnson, Oregon offensive lineman George Moore, and FAU linebacker Khalif Bryce. So a lot of guys that have come in. And on top of the offensive linemen and wide receivers, we already got three of each. We added three more offensive linemen and three more wide receivers. So in total, we've added six more offensive linemen and six more wide receivers to our, uh, to our team. In addition to uh, two running backs, uh, one pass rusher, two more defensive tackles, a corner, and two linebackers. Um, as far as these guys that actually did show up on my board, which means they were actually somewhat ranked on the consensus big board as potentially draftable guys. Um, first one that shows up for me is uh, Tyler Goodson, the running back out of Iowa. I had him ranked uh, 42nd out of uh, 52 running backs. As far as things that kind of stand out for him, a receiver. That's what he is. I mean, everything else, receiver slash elusiveness, that's where he stands out. I mean, his offensive grade, he he has a 3 out of 10. Um, run grade, a 2 out of 10. His receiving grade, 8 out of 10. Despite being one of the lowest graded running backs, he's actually the 15th highest graded receiving back that I have on my board here. Uh, 29th in terms of elusiveness. 16th in yards per route run. His highest rank, though, his highest rank, however, not surprisingly, 7th as far as his RAS. Actually, I think I lied. There's four offensive linemen. I don't know who I missed, but there's four of them. Of the four offensive linemen, um, only one of them is on my big board. He's listed as a tackle, but I have him here on my guard sheet. He ranks 39th out of 56 offensive tackles, excuse me, offensive guards. Um, He had a 68.98 overall grade. As far as what stands out, pass blocking. Um, His overall offensive grade was a 67, uh, which is a 6 out of 10. He had a 6 out of 10 run blocking, but a 9.39 pass blocking uh, great out of 10. His actual grade is a 78, but it comes out to a 9 out of 10. His rank was, uh, as a pass blocker, 12th, which is actually a few spots ahead of Sean Ryan. Uh, pressure grade was 15th, which is actually ahead of Zach Tom and Sean Ryan. And as far as overall pass blocking efficiency, he's actually 8th. Um, Zach Tom 25th, Sean Ryan 29th. So did a really solid job. Don't have his RAS. That may have been updated, but I didn't update it, so I don't exactly know. If it's above a 6, his grade actually goes up. If it's down, it goes down. But that's not a little bad little pickup. You always take a pass-blocking offensive lineman if you can. As far as the defensive tackles go, the only guy that I have on my list is a Kyle uh, Byers, 53rd out of 61 overall. Um, as far as what stands out, mm, average depth of tackle. Everything else is quite poor 0.31 RAS um and yeah he doesn't rank very high in anything else but he is 35th in um, average depth of tackle which is a 1.9 so there you go of the two linebackers I have one of them on my big board Ellis Brooks I have 31st uh actually that's a lie hold on I'm not sorted properly I have him 26th not bad um, what stands out, his stop grade, although everybody has a pretty high stop grade, but 8.8 8 out of 10. Uh, defensive grade, 6.8. Run defense grade, 6.8. Uh, 
Pass rush grade 7.4, coverage grade 6.6, missed tackle grade 6.2, pass rush productivity 6.1, stop grade 8.8, average depth of tackle 4.5, pass rush, passer rating, excuse me, 4.1, he had a 98, and his RAS is a 5.5, so. Cornerback Raleigh Texada is also on my list out of Baylor. I have him 63rd out of 69 corners. Um, as far as what he does well, his missed tackle grade. Go figure. Um, he's actually the eighth highest tackler. Everything else is really, really horrible. His defensive grade, 1.9 out of 10. It was a 57 overall. Run defense grade, 1.5. Coverage grade, 1.6. Forced incompletion grade, 6.8. Um Passer rating, 2.4 out of 10. Snaps per target, 2.1. Snaps per reception, 2.6. Are we going to make Texada a linebacker or what? Because this is bad. And 8.21 RAS. So he's athletic and he can tackle, but there's there's nothing else going on there. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned we got a safety, but we did trace Sterling. I actually have him relatively high. Let me sort this one more time because a couple of these are not right. 22nd overall out of uh, 50 safeties. Uh, interestingly enough, the so he didn't play. He must have had an injury because I had to go back and look at his 2020 season in order to get a grade, and that kind of explains why we are where we are. He probably didn't play much and didn't play very well last year. But if you go back two years ago, 22nd is not terrible. Just to be clear, that's four spots ahead of Nick Cross. Um, his overall defensive grade, 82.1 which is actually ninth highest. It's one spot below Jaquan Brisker, two spots below Lewis Seen. Run defense grade is 20th. Coverage grade is fifth. It's Kirby Joseph, Jaquan Brisker, Brian Cook, Elijah Hicks, and then Trey Sterling. So again, I mean, we're basing this on his 2020 season, but um, that's pretty impressive. Forced incompletions, he's 12th. Uh, 19th as a tackler, not the worst in the world. And then his RAS, ah, 4.48. That's also not super great. I was really hoping if that was high, we, we had something special here. But I don't know. That's, that's, that's kind of so far my guy to keep an eye on is Trey Sterling. But anyways, uh, I got to get out of here. That's just a very brief overview of the guys that we've gotten so far. You folks have yourselves a fantastic Monday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.